What's up guys? How are you guys doing there? This is Muscle and this is another Entertainment Report podcast. And this week we had a very, 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 very special guest. We're talking about Mr. Troy Crossfield. He's a writer, producer, actor, songwriter. More, 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 more. As you will discover as you listen to this podcast right here. I'm going to tell you guys the truth. I had a list of questions that I basically had to throw away because this man here surprised me with everything he told me. I never knew his story was this deep and he gave it to us all. He gave us the exclusives. He said when he was done, he said it felt good to really unpack. We spoke a lot. We went in-depth about some stuff that he's never spoken on record before, and he was happy to tell you guys right here. So, again, turn up your speakers or your headphones, kick back, relax. This is another edition of the Entertainment Report podcast featuring Troy Crossfield. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusica.com. Hi, this is Muscle for another Entertainment Report podcast. And tonight we have a very special guest in the building. We have a writer, producer, actor, songwriter, and I'm pretty sure after he comes on, he's going to name a few more credits to his title. You know who we have? We have Troy Crossfield in the building tonight. What's going on, my brother? Man, good to see you, my brother. I'm, I'm glad to be here, man, yeah. tonight, you know? My pleasure, my pleasure. So as I said, writer, producer, actor, songwriter. What am I missing off that list? Oh, man. I mean... We talk about fatherhood, father, yeah, husband, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, shoot, philanthropist, like, yeah. you know, um, just a lot of the work, man. Okay. Used to be the rapper back in the day, you know? So, okay, rapper also. Oh, back, way back when. Yeah. You know? We're going to get there. I, I'm pretty sure I know something about <laughs> that. We're, we're going to get there just now, too. So how has it been from a Canadian standpoint to be in the arts? Wow. Um, I can say that I'm more confident now. For sure. Um, how far we could actually go and how far we've actually came from. Yeah. Um, talking about music and, and acting and, yeah. you know what I mean, theater is, is, is a few different things. Like, mm -hmm. music always felt like you needed to go to the U.S. in order to yeah. be somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? It was done multiple times. Um, you know, I mean, before the Drakes did it, it was done with the Glenn Lewis's and the, and the Tamiya's and like, you know, like mm -hmm. leaving home to go make your name abroad in order to, uh, get on. And even Drake did yeah. it with Wayne, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so back then, um, we were doing that a lot, you know what I mean? Because like, we kind of felt like Canada just had this, there was a ceiling, yeah. you know, but now I kind of feel like. There is no ceiling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it feels good mm -hmm. because I was like, man, like, if this was our time, yeah. <laughs> bro, we would have been super lit, super rich. Crazy. Because, yeah. like, you know, my only thing back then, like, yeah, I had, like, four or five songs on the radio out here. It was doing well. Okay. But um, but we didn't have the finances. It was the so, infrastructure. Yeah, the was infrastructure really wasn't yeah. there. Um, You know what I mean? Definitely, like. You know, and I would shout out to even Justin Dumont and stuff like that for taking a chance on a lot of us kids yeah. and, and putting us on okay. the radio. And, um, 
you know, but there was no like tours set up for these for us. And like, you know, my sound was more American, so people didn't really know who I was. There okay. was no Instagram, there was no MySpace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to, re- to connect me at the time when I was pop when I was when I was blowing, and then okay. you know, MySpace came along and all this kind of stuff. So the game's always evolved. So mm-hmm. I would say now is a great time to be in Toronto. Um, and you know, what I mean, when I look at like um, the guys that are doing it um, on the local level but doing it big yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they have the opportunity to tour they have the opportunity to make money like mm-hmm. make a name for themselves and it's not crazy. even sign like it's crazy, it's crazy. like press yeah. uh uh-huh. and like mm-hmm. you know what i mean i would say like um like a lot of these a lot of these younger dudes out here you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they just have the opportunity to just go so far so the infrastructure um has definitely changed yeah you know what i mean there is a system now and um you know what i mean uh, so yeah, so and and it kind of translates as well. To, it kind of translates into theater and film. Yeah. Not so much though, because I would say that I would. I'll just be confident. Yeah. I would say that I want my team, I want my company to be a you know what I mean the Tyler Perry of Toronto. Got you. Like you know what I mean that's where I would want our theater arts to go. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like do as well as the music is doing, but sure. in the theater, arts, film, you know, what I mean, there's not really a a black film production company out here yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. so I would say that there's still a little bit of things we got to work on. We got to, you know, what I mean? we got to move on because at the same time, I'm again thinking, I'm like, damn, I have to move to LA. Yeah. I have to move to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get visas. Like that's where my mind is going yeah. because. I guess I need to work with them to change the infrastructure here. Got you. So, yeah, you know, it depends on which area we're talking about. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I believe that there's definitely been major movements out here with with a lot of things. But I just kind of feel like there's some stuff that can, you know, I mean, that we could still move. And, For sure. Um, you know, the, the demographics are there now. One hundred percent. I mean, like one hundred, especially in Toronto. You know, guys out here wanted to. Guys out abroad are like, "Yo, what's going on in yeah. Toronto?" Me, like, you know, what I mean, I want to. Ever be there. thought you would see that? No, <laughs> crazy. Never, crazy. Never. You yeah. know, it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And what was your intro into the arts? Were you a writer? Did you? What do you? What were you like as a kid coming up? What made you decide to go this way? It's funny because when I was younger, um, grade seven, grade six, there was a rapper. His name was Gabre. Yeah. Um, I believe he was from uh, a crew called Gifted from Gifted from Black or something like that. I remember. I, I don't know. I know like you know, some some people yeah. might remember yeah. who he was still. Yeah. But he came to our school. Um, I was going to Glen Grove at the time. He came mm-hmm. to our school and like. Um, he was, you know, just rapping and stuff. And I've always like listened to music. Like okay. we'd go to Buffalo and I would get the tapes, the single, mm-hmm. the tapes back in the day, yeah. like Father MC. I was like, yo, I used to know all yeah. the Father MC lyrics, you know? Would you, would you do for me? Like, you know? Oh man, like yeah. so me and this um me and my me and this white boy named Chris Cote. Okay. Um we would actually have a rap, rap like a little rap group. Okay. And I was like writing, writing rhymes in my, I had a red duotang. I was writing yeah. raps in that whole from thing back from back then. <laughs> okay. You know, and I was yeah. like seven or eight and then, yeah. you know, freestyling and then like, you know, going into high school and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just like really just, I knew that's where my brain went. Yeah. But one thing I didn't do was, um, I didn't do drama and yeah. all that stuff in okay. school. But at home I did. 
You know what I'm saying? I was always acting in my mind. I was yeah. always writing out these these yeah. plays, these skits in my head and yeah. stuff. I was doing the Tyler Perry, putting on the stupid exactly. dresses and like, you know what I mean? I had five sisters. I was running away. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Impersonating yeah. people, making fun of people. So I knew that's where my mind went when I was when I was that age. Okay. You know what I mean? But of course, like, you know what I mean? Growing up in a Jamaican household, mom, five sisters, it's like you're the only boy in the family. Yeah. And, you know... Um, you know, I have no time for them foolishness. Yeah, you should be working and stuff like that, and like be a doctor and whatever. But like, we had it really rough as well too. Because even mm-hmm. though we were living in the suburbs, yeah, my mom had to work four jobs. There's nobody to help her. So you know how that you goes. know what I mean exactly. Mm-hmm. And and um, even where I went to school, it was like everybody else was able to afford a sixteen dollar ball jersey when I was wearing the purple stock one from the mm-hmm. back. You know what you I mean? Know how so it goes. you know how it goes. You know what I mean? And like. You know, back then, um, I thought I was going to go to the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so your first thing that you were looking at was, was ball. basketball. Yeah, it was Got basketball. You. Got you. you know what I mean? It was yeah. basketball at the young yeah. age. And then um, high school, the music and art started coming about, coming about just a little bit. Yeah. And then, to be honest with you, I didn't really start, like, putting out music till after high school. Got that's you. when I really yeah. started to take it serious and, like, yo... Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when I partnered up with my boy Chuck. And oh, man, so many stories. I could be here for like 10 hours. We're, well, let's do it. Don't worry. Don't cut it short. We're talking. You know what I mean? You and Chuck, what was the name of the um, group? Um, Chuck and Joe. Chuck and Joe. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, Chuck, um, my brother, man. Um, yeah. So, I actually started out with, uh, with a guy named Kevin. Uh, okay. Kevin Cunningham, his name is AKA Pookie. Okay. Because I used to be a dancer. I was a dancer in the school of mayhem. Yo, yo, bro, every time I got bear stories, eh? I got bear stories. Let's go. This yeah. is why you're here. We love the stories. The audience yo. love to listen to the stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. So I used to be a, a dancer back in the day in a group called School of Mayhem. You know yeah, what I mean? Remember, when, of course, man. You know what I mean? When when all the, when yo, when dancing was lit, mm. you know? Um <laughs> so yeah, I started off with uh, Kevin, and I remember my first recording was just me and my sister, because my sister, she sings as well, too, and like we okay. just did some stuff. And then Kevin, um, Pookie, he actually introduced me to, to Russell, Chuck okay. at the time. And then I would go connect with Chuck, and like we would just be like banging out songs yeah. and just writing, because he was yeah. a producer, and it was, like, it was just like a match made in heaven, you yeah. know? He produced, he produced, rap. and I rapped and wrote, and, win, then, win. and it was a win-win, you yeah. know? And then, um, you know, I mean, we just developed that relationship for so many years, Came, okay. became my, my best friend. And then, um, you know, oh, man, I'm just trying to figure out if. So, yeah. So right when we were in that mix, yeah. just a touch before, I was in a group called Selfish, an R&B group. Okay. Yeah, I was in an R&B group called Selfish. So you were... The rapper in the group, or you were a singer in that group? I was a singer in the group. Yeah. So it kind of happened before the transition to Chuck, before I started putting out music on the radio by okay. myself. So I was in a I was in an R&B group with um, myself, um, Show Stevens, and Omar Hines. Okay. Yeah, we were called Selfish, and there was this label at the time called Onassis, and yeah. they signed us, and okay. we moved to New York, and... Um, we were pretty much um, about to be 
like Def Jam was interested in us and stuff. Um, specifically, Rock Nation. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rockefeller at the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That turned into Rock Nation yeah. after. So, you know, we were in we were in the building and like you know, there's a rapper with us. Um, he used to go by the name of D Brown at the time. Yeah. Um, so. So that was that life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I quit my job. Mm-hmm. I left. I packed up. And we moved to the U.S. because these guys were interested in us. How long were you out there for? Um, we were out there for like a few months, to be honest with you. Okay. Because like, um, you know what I mean? Back and forth for like, I would say a year tops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we came back because these were a bunch of great guys yeah. who had funds. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people were trying to take advantage of that. Got you know it. what I mean? New York yeah. is that city. Don't sleep and niggas will come after your money. You know what I'm saying? Like because it's just like, yo, like Yeah. Um, you guys gotta pay for everything and stuff. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? They put us in a house. We were in we were living in Harlem in a nice house, man, in uh in um uh Washington Heights. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, where the Dominicans were at, man. I, I just remember those times so vividly. Yeah. Do you um, remember what year that was? Oh, bro, the years <laughs> are killing me right now though. The timelines are killing yeah. me because I was like, yo. Insert Pookie, insert living right. in New York, Sawfish, then insert Chuck because the rapping music, the rapping came shortly after that. Okay. Um, damn, this had to have been like 2002, three, like okay. around those times, you know? So where was the transition from the, what had happened with the group that made you, I guess, leave that group and then turn into more of the hip hop R&B side? So... What happened at the time was I wanted to stay in New York. Yeah. When the label said we're going back, okay. Um, everybody else is kind of like, yo, mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Omar, you know what I mean? Omar wanted to, to come back. Yeah. Um, Show wanted to stay, but he also had left as well, too, because, you know, money done and stuff. So, what are we going to do? We're, we're not do? from here. Yeah. yeah, so I tried to make it work a bit, yeah. and then I eventually had to go back as well too, because okay. like we were definitely running out of resources. We yeah. didn't have a house anymore; like okay. they weren't going to be paying for that. And you know, it was like the big dream came to an end quickly. Yeah, got it. And um, they were pushing the rapper first at the time. Yeah, and um, and he was dope, man. You know, we we were in the studio with Jules Santana, like. We had um, we were working on his mixtape and everything. Yeah. Like okay. it was, it was a, it was a big deal for us back Clearly. then. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> me at, at that time, like yeah. nobody was doing that. You know wow. what I mean? I didn't know that at all. Yeah, yeah, like not a lot of people know this story. I just told the story like the other day to yeah. somebody as well too. They're like, "What?" I was yeah. like, "Yeah." I like, had no clue. Yeah, yeah, man, it was it was really um, it was a blessing mm-hmm. that time. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, it was definitely. Definitely um, an amazing time that was short-lived. Yeah. So, came back home mm-hmm. and um, got with Chuck. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, bro, let's just do this, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, all right, cool. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, let's just put together some music and, and put it out. So, yeah. my first record on the radio was called Diplo. That I had a, a it definitely was like a South feel, and yeah. I had a, a rapper. Her name was uh, Benita L on it. So okay, I wrote the wrote the record, and then um, we put it out. 
and they played it. Yeah. And when they were like, hmm. yo, <laughs> it's on the radio, B. They're probably like, yo, so many people didn't know who we were. Yeah. Because like, yeah. We didn't have no money. So no marketing. Like nothing. Hearing yourself on the radio for the first time, what was that feeling like? I I probably cried. Yeah. Okay. I, I I, I'm, I'm an emotional yeah. guy. You know what I'm saying? And like, you have to be, you know, to yeah. hear that song on the radio because it was like, it was nothing that was definitely done out here before. Like yeah. sound wise, it was like, it was definitely like had that South feel yeah. to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, man, Chuck was just like, yo, we have one on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> when we heard that. Yeah. Because I changed my name um, to Joe Louis at the time. Joe Louis at the time there. Yeah. So my oh, name, okay. so my name, I, I, I made my rap after we came home, whatever. Yeah. I changed my name to Joe Louis. What was your name pre-Joe? Because oh, I was in the I was in the group called Selfish, so it was just it was still Troy. Whatever. Okay, okay, it was so, just Troy under yeah. the group Selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, got yeah, you. Selfish, okay. You know? And then um, so yeah, so we did that, and people started getting people started noticing us, and yeah. then it was like, okay, mm-hmm. where's my popping right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and then. Um, we did our my next single, which was called Eyebrow Pop. Yeah, and then um, it's funny because with Eyebrow Pop, I remember specifically Chuck. He made the beat. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like doom, 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 and then we do them things that make your eyebrow pop. So yo, okay. I was at I was at church at the time. Yeah, and then he's like, "Yo, you need to hear this." Yeah. I'm like, "All right, cool, cool, cool." So yo. I, I I went outside, you know what I mean? Because I went to visit my uncle's church, or whatever. I went outside and like I was like, "Yo, yo, this is the one! This is the one! This is the one!" Yeah, yo, man, we wrote that thing like and got it produced out, and it was like, oh man, mm-hmm. bro, I'm sitting here like, yeah. yo, I had like I was chasing dreams, eh? There was not no lie. <laughs> I can stay here. You don't even have to talk. You don't have to ask no questions for the rest of the night. I can just keep going. Oh, we're know? going. We're okay. going. So we um we dropped eyebrow pop. Yeah. And then um it went so dope. Like, mm-hmm. you know, once again, another single on the radio. Okay, you so it got mean? back on the radio again. It got again. back on the radio again. So okay. Diplo went well, yeah. but like no funds, no video. Yeah. Still people don't know who I am, but okay. they heard the song. Got you. You know what I mean? And then boom, Eyebrow Pop came back on the radio again. And at the time, I remember specifically what I would do to yeah. the radio station was mm-hmm. like, I brought my single because yeah. Chuck was also a graphic, graphic design artist. Crazy. See, so, yo, bro, yeah. I had the blessing on blessing. Mm-hmm. He was my producer yeah. and my graphic design team. And like, we worked together so well. Yeah. Like, I brought, I think, it's, I think it was either Eyebrow Pop or Diplo. Yeah, I remember the cover for Diplo, then Eyebrow Pop. Yeah. I brought my CD to flow in with a box of Joe Louis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, what's the thing, eh? Yo, I'm not playing. Hey, let me tell you this. Eh? I, went to, yeah. I went to school for marketing and advertising. Okay. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to really, like, have a plan. Or for sure. you got to be that person that people are looking in the room like, Yo, yeah. who is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so um, fast forward. Arbor Pop was a success yeah. um, on the radio and, and and everything was blowing. And then um, I got a call. Um, 
I was like, yo, we need to do a remix. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's do yeah. a remix. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I want to do a Jamaican remix. Okay. I don't want to do a no remix. <laughs> yeah. So I called up Sample. Sample King was on the remix. Okay. Um, Big Oz was on the remix. Yeah. Um, an artist named Chrome Nine was on the remix. Yeah. Um, and a couple other guys came yeah. on the remix as okay. well too. Uh, oh, I also, uh, also remember Bridgen, uh Tiba. He was from Miami and he yes. was signed to um, Slip and Slide Records at the time. Okay. So he was like, "Yo, I'll be on it." Yeah. And then, right before I was gonna put it out, um, I got someone linked me. They're like, "Yo, Assassin wants the record." I was like. What? Okay. Yeah. So then they're like, yeah, but he doesn't want anybody else on it. I was like, oh, mm. man. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? I, <laughs> I was like, what do I do? Because, yeah. like, I was just like, oh, man, this one's hard. That's hard for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because um, I have those guys. Those guys are my, my, my brethrens. You know what I mean? Get you 100%. And then you have this guy here. Who could? Make, make it pop. Big, yeah, I mean, make it pop. What do what I do? What do I do? Yeah. So I kept it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, you know what? This is one that I that I have to keep like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a pride thing. It was a yeah. friendship thing. But to, to later on, it was like, man, what if I did that? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, he wanted it for his album. Okay. And like, you know, I don't know if I would have even been on the verses. Like, who knows? Yeah. You know, it could have completely could changed have been, the dynamic of the song. Yeah, yeah. and then, and then um, we put it out, and it went, it went really. It, once again, it did yeah. well. Okay, it did. It went. Yeah. It, it, I can't even say it went viral because there's no such thing as viral back then. <laughs> but it, yeah. it did well. It was all yeah. over the radio and stuff. Okay. Like, and this know? is commercial radio we're talking about here. Yeah, this was Flow ninety three five. Like at the time, in like nobody could just get songs like that on Flow. No, like that. no it way. It was hard. Yeah, you know. So. Um, so that was my second song. Yeah. On, that was my third song on the radio. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, um, so funny, I did an R&B remix, but I didn't put it out. Okay. I had Melanie Fiona on it. I had um, a couple others on it. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, if I put this out, yeah. he's going <laughs> to shut off the face right now. You so know? What, what happened to it? Mm, I didn't get the... It ne- we never finished it. Got you. We never finished it. Yeah. And the regular remix was going out, and it was... You know what I mean? And it was just, it was buzzing. It was popping. Yeah. And like, you know, people were taking notice. But once again, it was just me and Chuck. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there was no big team around. Yeah. And then, um, you know what I mean? Two twos. Um, that's when I think my homegirl, uh, Lauren Boudram, came in the mix. Shannon Boudram's sister. Yeah. Shannon's a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lauren Boudram came in the mix. And then I had a couple other of my people um, coming in the mix. And then Omar started coming back. So... Things were moving yeah. again, but then once again, it was no money. Yeah, you know what I mean. That always no seems money, to no be fun. the the problem is the funding. But you know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. One thing we we, we did not take advantage of the fact that we had there was a grant system back yeah. then. But we kept on seeing like the same manzem get the grants and like, don't you guys have deals? Why y'all getting grants? You know what I mean? So it was like, a one circle of it was, people. Always. It was discouraging. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot because we didn't go for it. So how can you get something you don't even go for? It? You know what I mean? So true. like, and it's it's something now that I'm that I'm using for in our theater. Yeah. And film world is like, yo, I have a grant team now. Yeah. 
Because okay. I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm not going to let that ever stop me again. I've already been through that yeah. where, like, no money, no fun, no moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you have to invest in yourself. Got to get the right people around you yeah. to put in these grants. And even if we don't get them, we're going to have a fail-safe plan yeah. in action. You know what I mean? To move forward. So we don't end up in that position again. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was that song. Anyways... Yeah. You know, I mean, a few more songs on flow and stuff like that. And then, you know, after that, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I had like, like I said, like six, seven songs out and it was doing good. As Joe Louis on flow? Yeah, as Joe Louis on flow. You know what I mean? And like, yo, I'm telling you, one time I had a record. um, It's so funny. I was driving in my car and then Big Page called me. Yeah. He's like, yo. Joe, what's going on? Yeah. I'm like, not much, man. He's like, yo, I'm hearing your stuff on 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 whatever station was right now, like US in in the car and stuff. I was okay, like, so it crossed I was over. Like, Word. Yeah. He's like, yeah, because like when I was living, I went back to New York. Yeah. As Joe Louie and my my guy Slim hooked me up with a manager out there and stuff like that. Her name was Amaretta Shaw and DJ Dallas Green and and like they were connected to like the core DJs and all this kind of stuff. Okay. So, like, so they were like playing. My stuff down the yeah. screen was making sure I was like getting played on his on his station. Yeah. And like, you know, like brother, yeah. like <laughs> this was like a blessing, eh? Beyond. Beyond yeah. a blessing. You know what I mean? And then I could talk about music for a whole hour and then the theater stuff for the whole hour. Okay, so then you know But yeah. Um once again. The funds. Funds. Always the funds. I know. Yeah. And then it was like also too like, I think I was afraid to be a rapper. Understandable. Because I was was singing and rapping. Okay. And at the same time, like, I was doing that singing, rapping vibe before singing and rapping vibe became what it is. Hold on. Let me get this straight. So under Joe Louis. You were singing and rapping. Yeah. Because I put out a song called Miss Pretty. Yeah. And then I put out Miss Pretty Remix, where I'm singing yeah. on it with my old group. Yeah. Brought them back on it. I had Untitled on it yeah. as well, too, at the time. Yeah. Um, and same thing, a few other guys were on it as well. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yo, you were saying everyone. You had no idea. No, I, none. Zero. Zero. Yeah. And I'd been around for a long time, and I didn't know it was that deep. I know it was deep, you know, but I didn't know it was this deep. Mm-mm. Yeah. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. And um, coming to find out later, I mean, later on in life is when you find out everything. Like, you know. When a couple of my one of my my barber bros is like, yo man, you know yeah. Bear Man, you say hate on you back yeah. in the day, like yo, how'd you get all those songs on the radio yeah. and stuff? And because like I yo, I would say to you com- with confidence that like, yeah. um, I was definitely Drake Lane for the women, yeah, for like you know what I mean all yeah. that stuff. Like that was the lane I was rapping in. Okay, you know what I mean, but yeah. like. When I was in New York, you know, you'd have the hood manager, and then she'd be like, okay, so we got to, like, freestyle. We got to thug you out a bit. I'm like... Yeah, because they couldn't grasp that concept yeah, that at that time. Yeah, that concept at the time. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Bro, I was singing, and, like, rapping. Uh, and that was... 
and like no like really singing you know what i mean and then like (laughs) you know so it was it was definitely um it was definitely different man actually even um i remember even like performing at a couple shows drake you know what i mean okay like back in the day man but i haven't even to be honest with you, I haven't seen him since this whole thing popped. Yeah. It's been crazy. Like, okay, so when you guys were grinding, at that time you would come come across him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A couple shows here and there. Yeah. Everybody has a Drake story. Yeah. <laughs> but um What's yours? <laughs> um one time we did a Shanae. Um she had this this show called What What? women want she did she did what women want okay and um you know we were kicking it and and whatever i was like yo this is when you know i mean he was he was buzzing he was you know i mean he was doing his thing and like this was obviously after we did a couple of shows and stuff like that but like you know we all knew we kind of knew who each other was like it's so funny actually drew dazzles the first person that made me meet drake i know and um in a studio that um i can't remember his name but like Aeon and Drake were there the same night. Okay. But um, he's like, yo, you need to meet this guy. I'm like, all right, cool. But fast forward to uh, what women want. It was so funny. I had a, I think I had a flight booked to New York. I was like, yo, I got to go to New York. Yeah. And um, But there was this girl at Drake. At Drake, man. He's like, yo, Troy, man. Yo, you got to, yo, bro, you got to, um, you got to come with me to go meet this girl, you know? Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. But then... <laughs> But then in hindsight, I'm like, yo, I'm going to New York, man. When yeah. I come back, we'll go meet the thing. Because yeah. he saw her, my, my, one of my homegirls from her, her body was big. Yeah. She, had a big <laughs> she had a big body. So I, I forgive me any wasn't kids. lying was... about the BBW. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, she, had a, she had a, you know. But like, we we're going to go um, check her and thing. I'm like, yo, man, I got to go to New York, bro. Yeah. But like, you know, maybe when I get back. But then after that, like, life just happens. And like, cause sometimes you just miss that opportunity. Yeah. And who knows? Yeah. What that opportunity yeah. could have spawned if me and him took a long drive to go. It sounds like a groupy thing, but like, <laughs> that's, yeah. that was yeah. that was my Drake story. Yeah. Awesome guy. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my brethren's D10 takes care of his his stuff. And like, you know, what I mean, I know mm-hmm. I know all of those guys like yeah. Wanda and all them. Like, so everybody knows each other from back then. Yeah. Because we were all grinding. So, it, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm just really proud of him and where he, where he brought our city and, sure. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so it's really dope. That's dope. I didn't... <laughs> Listen, you completely... I feel like all these questions I have on this iPad... <laughs> <laughs> I need to get rid of because you came left field and totally... Totally, totally blindsided me. Totally. I had no clue because what I was going to say, I said, okay, I know of Joe Louis, but yeah. then how did you get to disturbing the peace? That's what I was going to ask. I knew mm. from there, but I did not know pre there. So, wow. All right, so this is good. So yeah. Joe Louis um, is the reason how I got to disturbing the peace. Okay. So, man, years are always, like, hard for me to pinpoint. Yeah. Because um, my mind just, like, moves so fast. And I wish I would I I wish I would have wrote down more of my history. And I want to do that for my kids so they can know where, like, oh, daddy was here, 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 Mm here, here. Thank God for the internet now. Thank God for the internet. So you can Mm -hmm. find stuff Mm -hmm. and whatever. Mm -hmm. So there was a 
What's our what's our yearly music conference that we have down here? The big one. Yearly, the not the Canadian Music Week. Canadian Music Week. Canadian Music, Canadian music Week. Week. Okay. So, a gentleman at the time who's now my brother, yeah. um, his name was Picasso. Okay. He was working for Brian Michael Cox. Okay. Brian Michael Cox couldn't make it, so I think he went in his behalf to talk about the music industry and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. there was a panel, yeah. and then. Um, uh, Picasso was on it talking about the music industry and stuff like that. And then we were in the lobby mm-hmm. after. I was like, yo, you know what I mean? Shook his hand and stuff like that. Good to go. Then I just heard him. I was like, yo, man, I'm kind of hungry, man. Y'all got any Jamaican spots around yeah. here? And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm the guy. You know what I mean? I was yeah. with my boy Mike at the yeah. time because, you know, we just went to go. You know, Michael, he was he was also a rapper as well, too. Okay. Um, and they were like, yeah, let's go eat. Mm-hmm. So we went to go eat. And then um, he's like, yo, man, anytime y'all come down to the States, whatever, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got you. I got you. No mm-hmm. worries, man. You guys yeah. are showing me bear love out here, you know? Well, we weren't using bear at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> he's like, yo, you guys show me love out here. So, you know, so I was like, all right, cool. So then a few years later, like, I was just sending him music consistently okay. and stuff. And then he was just sending us me stuff to write to as well too i'm like hey i'm a writer yeah um uh whatever and like you know so he's like yo what what do you have Mm -hmm. um i'm like all right cool i'm gonna put together this project and i'm gonna come to atlanta and and, and see you yeah so i put together my project and then at the same time is around when i started connecting with untitled at the time um and i was like yo um my boy sammy from untitled he's uh, the engineer of the group it okay. was him uh, Nix and Temi at the time yeah. so they were like um, you know they were grinding they had like a lot of songs on the radio yep. and stuff you know what I mean kind yeah. of like that's so funny we all kind of had parallel vibes and then, and then um, you know Quinn May back at the time as well too so I put together a project f- um, for myself um, uh, Untitled had an EP that I yeah. wrote on as well too Okay, and then um and then Quinn's project. And then we're like, all right, yo, I'm going to go to Atlanta. So yeah. it's funny because I previously, I went to Atlanta with Chuck. Yeah. Ah, dang. The stories. Mm-hmm. I got to write down these stories, man. Yeah. Because like, they're, you know they're I mean? going to come back. Yeah. I know. You know what I mean? Before <laughs> I forget them. It's just because timelines, you know? Yeah. Like I said, and so timelines. much going on. So much going on. Yeah. So drove down to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, actually went there with Chuck one time and then. We did some stuff. They came back home and I, th- I said, I'm going back. Mm-hmm. So Quinn and I, yeah, Quinn and I drove down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then um, I brought all the stuff with me. Yeah. And then Picasso's like, no, you, you got to come back. Yeah. He's like, yo, I got to meet these mm-hmm. these guys. Yeah. Entitled. I'm like, and your project and, and Quinn is like, this don't make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then it happened where we um we went back home. Yeah. And then um and then we went back. And then that's where that's where everything happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where everything happened. And the funny thing as well, too, I didn't mention is that um when I did my Miss Pretty remix, Untitled was on it. Actually, uh T Minus actually produced it. What? At the time, yeah. So for me, 
what, as soon as we got through those doors, like yeah. they were like, "Yo, we're not letting y'all leave until you sign." So it was that's like, a uh, guy. "Yeah, that's <laughs> a serious guy." Like you know what I mean? They're like you know, because um, so by then so, this would be the second deal you'd be entering. Right, so exactly, yeah. but that first Onassis deal was was done. Got you. You know what I mean? This was me as a songwriter. So okay, um, it was so funny too because uh, Picasso was like, "Yo, do you want to join Untitled?" Yeah. Before we make this situation yeah. a situation. Yeah. And I was like, "No, no, no, it's okay." Yeah. Hindsight. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I felt like I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm not going to join something that has already been together. I wanted to see something happen. Organic? Organically. Okay. And I ended up being their main writer anyway, and the writing got them the deal with with, with Sammy and with them. You know yeah. what I mean? As like, we worked in it together as a team. Yeah. You know? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing that. Because like, they're like, okay, cool. We're gonna put out Untitled's project first mm-hmm. because, like, there's no male R&B group out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys are dope, and we can make this thing work. So yeah. they got it was the old school thing. It wasn't like a, oh, what are your numbers on MySpace yeah. and like, you know, who are you guys? It was like we sang for Jeff Dixon, and Jeff Dixon, he's hard man. Okay, uh, there's three partners to DTP: yeah. Ludacris, Shaka, yeah. and Jeff. Okay. And Jeff was like, Jeff is like the one that everybody's afraid of. Yeah. Because he's like, he's a New York guy. He's no nonsense, whatever. Jeff and Shaka are brothers, but like, Shaka's like the nice guy, the good of the glam, the like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Good cop, Uh, bad cop. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and Jeff was like, bad cop. But Jeff really loved us. Yeah. So that's how we move things really quickly, you know? And um, so they're like, okay. We're going to sign you guys on to a a deal. Yeah. So they signed Untitled to a record deal, and they signed me to a songwriting deal with Untitled. So they had two yeah. situations. Yeah. And then um, uh, they're like, they're looking at options for Quinn as well, too. Mm-hmm. And so I signed with them at that time. Um and then Untitled, and then I, Untitled went to New York, and then uh, Def Jam was like, yeah, we want you guys. So you guys had signed with DTP, or mm-hmm. what kind of deal did you sign with? So I signed a publishing deal okay. with Disturbing the Peace and Sony ATV. Okay. I'm still with them. Yeah. So Untitled also signed a publishing deal with... Sony, Got ATV, yeah. and Disturbing the Peace. So we signed together yeah. as a collective yeah. called the Autobots. Got you. Right? Yeah. Um, for songwriting. And then yeah. they also signed outside of the deal mm-hmm. as an untitled The Recording Group. group. To Def Jam or to Disturbing to the To Disturbing the Peace. And then Def Jam also signed them as well, too. So, brother, let me tell you, man. <laughs> I'm listening. I- Brother, let, I know this is like there's so there's so there's so much there's so much right now, bro. I'm listening. Don't stop. I'm. You got me. You got me, bro. So, hold on. Before you continue, I'm gonna. I gotta put this on the record. I've had probably twenty something guests mm-hmm. and boss. 
out of everybody. <laughs> they were all amazing, you know. But you have shocked me. All of what you're telling me, I did not find. I had no clue. I'm telling you what I have here, I'm going to throw it away. Bro. I'm not asking you these questions. It does Bro. not make sense. You wouldn't find any of this on. This uh, is. Troy, continue, <laughs> please. Continue. <laughs> continue, please. So, um, yeah, so they went to New York, whisked off to New York, um, signed, and we were living in Atlanta, man. We were living in Atlanta, and it was rough. Yeah. You know, okay. it was rough because um, we were in hotels. We were in rooms on, on, on mattresses and stuff. And then, um, yeah, it, it was hard because they expected us to be able to cope okay. out there as, quote unquote, grown ass men. But you're not from here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no visa. You can't just go get a job. You can't just go yeah. work. It's like it's either you're here or you're home. Yeah. And at the same time, Ludo was popping. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want to say, okay, I'm thankful for my blessings and I don't, and I have to be careful with this as well, too. Okay. I don't want to say that, like, okay, I just got to be careful. It is what it is. Yeah. But we were also trying to get other people on when oh. we went out there. Yeah. I brought Tory Lane's project to them. Right? We brought T minus. I was bringing them Boy Wonder. I was like, we were playing their stuff. But when it was already popping at the time, don't don't say this wrong. He was already popping at the time, and then, and then Luda came out with high how how low yeah how low can you or whatever yeah. like T minus did that record, and like we were advocating yeah for a lot of those things to happen yeah okay, but what I'm saying is this yeah being signed to a label with an artist at the head is hard understandable because 100%. as soon as they're ready to jump everybody has to fall back yeah and it's funny because like you know titty boy at the time was like you know what i mean like there was so many of, of them like we were just all around the label and like so titty boy as in two chains now yeah titty boys in two chains sharifa um man artists on artists Everybody was kind of like at the helm, like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Luda is out doing his thing, so everybody has to follow his lead. Yeah, everybody has yeah. to follow his lead, or when he's going, it's going to be too busy. But Untitled was doing great. Yeah. But I think what they were expecting was that for Untitled to just, just blow. Yeah. And the way that we've seen it here happen mm -hmm. is that. The artist has to has to have your hands in it. Have sorry, has to get their hands dirty in yeah. it in order for you to 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 be that way. You know what I mean? That, you gotta be. You need that super cosine. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was weird because like even though they were signed to Def Jam, they had you know what I mean we had a lot was happening. Yeah. Um, Luda did a did a verse on. One of their records that I wrote with them and, and Ryan Leslie called um, Pour Out a Little Liquor. Yeah. And um, and then they were like, yo, do you like the verse? Yeah. The verse was the verse was okay. Yeah. The verse was No, yeah. but I mean Luda's yeah. a dope writer. I was like, yo, the verse, yeah. the verse is cool, the verse yeah. is cool. But they're like, okay, well, let's send it back, let's send it back. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like one thing that like 
I don't know if it would have hindered us, or whatever. But I mean, like, yeah. If Luda sent us a verse, yeah, bruh. <laughs> Because he was so busy. He was so busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the amount of days I'm, that man were falling asleep in the studio, bucking and all these things. Like, like yo, we were, like, living in the studio and, and eating, like, Subway and Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like, the grind's not easy. In the grind is not easy. But we were there, man. Yeah. We were there. Like, we were in the industry, in the business. Like, people, people can't find this stuff on the internet. What I'm talking about right now. But, um... What I wanted to say is that <laughs> we did our time. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? God was like, this is not the thing I want for you. I hear you. Yeah. My um my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Well, she's my wife now. Yeah. But Quinn, she got pregnant. Okay. And then we're like, yo, we gotta go home. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a serious it was a serious time because it was just like yo like Quinn was like yo like what are we doing here yeah sleep on air mattress and stuff I'm gonna take my ass back to school mm-hmm. I need to go finish school like can't be waiting on this you yeah. know what I mean and then I was like you know what I have to go mm-hmm. you know I was still trying to make it work I would drive to Atlanta by myself I would yeah. spend a month and then return home and then mm-hmm. go back and then the guys. Untitled. I kind of wish I would have stayed some days. Okay. And I wish we would have made it work with our with our daughter, cause it. But it was hard. Yeah. It was hard for Quinn, cause mm-hmm. especially cause like Untitled was a focus, and still there was no really like. There was no plan. Yeah. It's just so, we're here and we're gonna try to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, so as everybody, we go we're all trying to figure it out together. Yeah, but Untitled is at is at is at the front. Yeah, and they haven't figured out what they're doing exactly with them yet. And you know they what I mean? Have Luda the big act? Of course, Luda the big act in mm-hmm. front of mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, you know, and then of course they had their other players as well too. Yeah, because like one of the things they were like, yo. Um, Joe, I like your music. What do you want to do? Yeah. And I shied away from it because I'm like, man, you guys have all these great rappers. Like, yeah. where am I going to fit? How do I fit in this? Situation? How do I fit in this? But like, if somebody's giving you something, mm-hmm. you have to take it. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't take it. Yeah. I wanted to serve my brothers. Yeah. To make sure that they were good. Heart, your heart, bro. Your heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wanted to serve my brothers to make sure that they were good because, yeah. like, I could have continued on, found sessions, and done my work and stuff yeah. like that. And, like, you know what I mean? Still put out stuff um, mm-hmm. back home and everything. But, like, my heart wanted it so bad yeah. for them. Yeah. You That's what, what I mean? it really was. But I could tell everybody this. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you want something for somebody... If they don't want it for themselves, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It's not gonna work. You are not. I can mash down this wall with with a hammer. Water's not gonna come from from this from me mashing on this mm-hmm. wall. It's not. Mm-mm. It's not. Mm-hmm. So, brother, I've been through a lot. You don't have to. T- as I told you, you don't have to. <laughs> 
you know I've been through a lot the yeah. guys the guys they definitely went through a lot Quinn mm -hmm. has gone through a lot and stuff I can only tell my story my part of the journey yeah and um this was my part of the journey man yeah and like I came home yeah you know what I mean I was I was me and me and my me and Quinn we were fighting I came home yeah you know, because like, yo, we're gonna we're about to have a we're gonna have a child. We gotta like, figure this out. We gotta quick. figure this out. Yeah. You know, and I mean, there was no excuse. Like I said, I was still coming. Yeah. But um, but things just became different. You know. Um, I believe Ellie Reed at the time, he got fired. He got let go from Def Jam. Okay. And the guys were in a scramble because the new people came on and. A lot of L.A. Reed's, LA Reed's projects got dropped. Got you. And you guys were part of the L.A. Reed project? Untitled was, yes, as artists. Yeah, they were yeah. signed to Def Jam because he was the... Under L.A. Reed and stuff. Yeah, under L.A. Reed's helm. You know what I mean? He was he was the main man at Def Jam at yeah. the time. And then they let him go. Mm -hmm. And then all of his artists got dropped yeah. that he signed. That's Untitled being one of them. Yeah. It's the business. You know, these guys were on BET performing at 106 in Park, you know? And, like, brother, like, it was it was a lot, man. It was a lot. This is, this is the, man. So, let me fast forward. Could you please not? I know, right? <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, bro. Let me tell you. So... Came home. I had our beautiful daughter Soraya. Yeah. And um I was always acting though in mm -hmm. plays and theater and, and stuff. And um man, I came home and I started diving into that stuff again. Okay. You know. Um I was still traveling to Atlanta mm -hmm. back and forth. But the guys were definitely going on their own journey. And yeah. I saw that happening very quickly. Yeah. And as much as I was reaching out and everything like that, like like they say, um, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it became a thing where like like I said, I was trying to go down every other month or whatever, okay. come home, take a break, go back. And then, just to stay active. Just to stay active yeah. and continue, quote unquote, living out there. Yeah. Um, but things got different. Yeah. Really quickly. And they definitely went on their own journey. Okay. As I was going on mine. Yeah. Um, so, wow. Mm-hmm. Years went by. Yeah. And, you know, the group didn't get to the height that it was supposed to. Okay. So, Sammy and I from the group, we still write together. That's okay. my that's my, my brother. Okay. Um, they're all my brothers. But Sammy and I, we, we still continue to work up until this day. To this day. Okay. You know, I know Temi's doing his, mm -hmm. his artistry as well, too, and it's amazing. And, you know, David's married now and stuff. Okay. And, um... I got married and yeah. everything as well too. So God's just always looking out, man. Yeah. Cause came home, started working, and then tutus ended up working with Cardinal. You know? 
ended up working with Cardinal, and like it was weird because um, I was working with a few people, man. But yeah. you know, um, somebody's like, "Yo, man, you need to meet Cardinal. You guys are what? Yeah. You guys have done all this stuff. Like, yo, come talk to Cardi, whatever." And then like we instantly just connected, man. Just like that. Great guy, yeah. great brother, and um, you know, it's a year, a couple of years after my daughter was born. So like, yeah. things with me and my wife, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, my girlfriend at the time, yeah. you know, um, life was good, and we're like, okay, what's the next step? So we were still working on music, her music, and and everything, and um, and then yeah, we connected with Cardi, and then boom, bam, he was just bringing us around everywhere. Okay. You know? Um, it's hard to fast forward. But, like, yeah, <laughs> we were definitely um, working on um, some stuff for Quinn, and I was just more of a writer. I was just exposing myself more as a writer okay. than I was as an artist. So Joe Louis started to fade. Yeah. After Atlanta, um, Joe Louis started to fade. So what was the Cardinal situation like? What was that like? Hmm. It's like the same kind of vibe as it is right now. Yeah. Um, he's a hard worker. Yeah. Um, he's a vibe person. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so funny because I remember back in the days, like, me and Chuck used to try to hand out CDs of our beats and stuff like that in the cold dead of winter. Like, yeah, 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 all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. You know, I'm like, yo, man, I, was, I was like, yo, Kyle, you know, yo, I was out there handing out CDs to you, you know that. Man's out there hiding on yeah. CDs to you. And, look, and then organically look, no, connected. Exactly. Nothing yeah. before it's time. You know, so yeah. this uh, this whole thing that I'm going through in life, like mm-hmm. God is like nothing before it's time. Yeah. Cause um, yeah, the year that I had met Cardi was like whisk. He's taking me, like we're like, you know what I mean? With Akon for my birthday dinner and all this kind of stuff. Tiff Festival, so he's taking us everywhere. Like Cardinal during that Akon period. Just okay. It was after. Okay. Dangerous. Yeah. But probably like a year or two after. Probably I would say. Okay. So him and him and Akon definitely. Yeah. Had an amazing relationship. Yeah. And like Harry's like, yo, come. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, took me to all these Tiff events and all this kind of stuff. And like, you know, because like. We just connected instantly. Yeah. It was a vibe. Yeah. And like, Quinn is like, yeah, you guys vibe, you know? And then mm-hmm. we were just building, writing music, writing stuff for him, writing yeah. stuff for other people and stuff. Because one thing I, I really like to do is write. And then, um, and then, yeah, I was getting married. And then I was like, yo, bro, mm-hmm. would you be one of my groomsmen? Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Okay. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. You know, married Quinn, but during that time, like we created a lot of great records, and like I was actually on his album. Um, I wrote some wrote some songs for his album as well too. Yeah. So it was it was crazy, man. Me and Sammy, we just kept on going, and and um, we're still writing partners in 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 our Autobots group. I mean, we're still signed. Yeah. You know, to, to okay. the label situation. To this, so. to this day. Yeah, to this day. Still yeah. have my deal with Sony ATV and disturbing the peace. Yeah. And um, you know, mm. like they still look out for us. Yeah. So ah, man. So years later, I was like, you know what, man? I um 
acting was always something I was part of. I was always doing two plays okay. a year and stuff. I was in Darren Anthony's Secrets of a Black Boy production. And, like, you know, we went on tour with it and, um, you know, showing them hearts. Um, my brother's keeper. Yeah. Like, bro, I was working. Yeah. I look back and now I was like, <laughs> what? Damn. Yeah, I'm like, what? I was just talking about yeah. music and acting was happening parallel to that. You know, yeah. so it's like I was like heavily involved in both. Um, damn. Yeah. Damn. I was doing mad plays. Yeah. Carl Hutchinson. I was like, I had a small role on Kink in My Hair. Yes. Like I, I was Donovan. always like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Season two, episode nine. Yo. I know. <laughs> but um. It's crazy because I was always like working, man. Yeah. And then, because as you know, like I was in Dwayne Mitchell's place, start off. I have like a list, like my resume is like stacked. You don't have to tell me twice. And then I'm like, yo, I'm going to write my own one. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff happens in music and that would be a whole another podcast one yeah. day. <laughs> okay. Where like um, some stuff happened working with artists and stuff like that and like I honestly got tired Yeah. of working for others. Give me one situation and then we'll get to the theater stuff. One situation? One situation. Oh man. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Oh man. Buddy, I, Troy, I had zero idea that this is what was really going on. I know. Zero. I know. Wow. This man said, yeah, Teddy Boy was over there. We were talking to Chains. Yeah, Ludacris was over there. <laughs> Cardinal, Hussein, Akon, yeah, Drake was over there. I know, I know, right? Then I went to Atlanta. Then we're just over here. Eh, that's it. Nothing too big. Just another day. Yeah, just another day. It's crazy. Brother. Yeah. So, long story short. Yeah. I was giving myself up to everybody. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I wasn't believing in myself. Understand you 10 million percent. Because I... I always said in my mind that I want to be a servant leader. Got you. I want to lead from behind. Yeah. And um, help others pursue mm-hmm. their dreams and move forward. Yeah. And um, man, I can't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say that I was investing in others' dreams and gifts and talents. Okay. And um, it just came back to yeah. like to hurt me. Yeah. You know. Um, you'd invest your time and then people would leave. Yeah. And there was one time Mm -hmm. it caused a whole lot of drama and mess. Okay. You know, a whole lot of drama and mess. And like, I'll always love people. Yeah. And I'll always admit my wrong and, Mm -hmm. and, and ask for forgiveness and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, man, but. I decided after that, I was like, yo, 
I'm gonna go back to a love that I've that I've been ignoring. Yeah. Writing. Yeah. That's your true would you say through everything you've been through, that's your truest, truest, truest passion? Telling stories, man. Yeah. Going in my head. Yeah. Tyler Perry. Yeah. Pictures mm-hmm. in my mind. That's my truest, truest, truest yeah. love, man. Bringing it to life and Bringing seeing how life. people react to what you had in here and you brought it to life. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, wrote a play. Okay. What was the first play you wrote? Okay. I wrote like 10 plays. Yeah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> the first play that I actually finished, yeah. the yeah. first play that I actually finished was, uh, was called A Little White Lie. A Little White Lie. Mm-hmm. That was your first. And that one came out about two years ago? Yeah. When did you write that play? I started that play. I think I started that play around the same time I met Cardi. So it was probably like 2016, 2015. Okay. Actually, no, before before I met Cardi, I started that play. Yeah. Because um, we were doing readings in New York with my brother, uh, Dennis Langley, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so I started that play. I started a web series. And then I turned the web series into a play. Oh, so A Little White Lie is actually originally a web series. Some of the stories from it, yes, yeah. was actually a, a web series that turned into something else. Okay. Um, bro, I'm sitting here like, how many <laughs> lives was I living? <laughs> you, I'm at a loss for words. I don't understand this right now. I'm at a loss for words because it almost, it's, this is unbelievable. To say the least, this is unbelievable. To say the least. What you're saying, what you just repeated to me is unbelievable. Yeah. Why is my bank account unbelievable? <laughs> it's getting why, there. Why is it? Why is it my bank? Actually, my bank account is unbelievable. Yeah, what, it's, why, it's, what? Getting, it's getting there. Listen, you just telling me these stories here, it's like I almost had like a outer body experience and could picture you somewhere else really making and these same stories you're repeating to like we're just going to use this for example like a david letterman or something that's what no and i'm being dead honest right now dead 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 on that's what it feels like that i could i've i'm having an outer body experience as we speak right now and hearing you tell this not to me you know to somebody else, there are Oprah Winfrey or some. That's what it feels like right now. Because, bro, mm-hmm. I was working on these plays mm-hmm. and traveling as an A&R, pitching yeah. people's music. I was walking into record labels, mm-hmm. even with Cardi. We were walking into record labels and pitching artists. Yeah. Like, how is that? I don't understand. Yeah. But, um, hmm. so I wrote a little white lie. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. Finally. And then I called up some people around me who didn't even know nothing about theater. Yeah. Because if I asked people who knew about theater, mm-hmm. this would have never gotten done. So that was purposely done on your part then it was purposely done yeah because 
Of course I had my brother Darren. Yeah. Of course I had Cheryl and Carl Hutchinson and like all these amazing directors and everything yeah. that that people know that people that people love. Yeah. But I was like, yo, I need people who know nothing about this. Because let me tell you about people who know nothing about something. Yeah. So if they have a desire and a passion, they will get that work done. 100%. Like nobody's business. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a thousand mistakes. Mm-hmm. But if you put somebody on that, that do not know nothing about it, they're going to research about it. They're going to find out about it. They're going to use their strengths. Yeah. Man, I, my, my homegirl, um, uh, Chantel Goring. Yeah. Amazing amazing friend of mine mm-hmm. and i was like yo what do you do at work she's like i'm a production manager i'm like i need you yeah mm-hmm. I, I went to another director friend of mine actually douglas prout yeah. who i did my last production with and he's a jamaican guy yeah you know what i mean and mm-hmm. like you know he's done all the oliver plays and all this kind of stuff that's where i the first time i actually saw you on stage was oh with, in his um, play yeah that was a gift for gift mom. for mom yes <laughs> no, that's crazy <laughs> yeah. so he invited me into a world that i've never existed in yeah and let me tell you this uh, man so many of my stories connect yeah because because god has a purpose for all of them you know what i mean sure. and um it's funny because I always looked up to Tyler Perry. Yeah. Right? As like as like a guy who I want to write like and yeah. if I were to emulate my career if people ask you who would you want to be like? I would say Tyler Perry, Diddy, Jay-Z cuz yeah. theater, film, music mm-hmm. and boom boom. Yeah. Like in the business, that's exactly what I want to be. Yeah. A&R, CEO, head A&R, yeah. writer, boom boom boom. And um Douglas Prout was somebody who was working for um, Gift for Mom because he hired me to do production. He's like, yo, you're really, you're really good at this. But like a lot of people wouldn't know who he was because yeah. unless you're in the Jamaican world, yeah, people know who he is, yeah, right. But in that in, zone, in that, in that, in that zone, yeah, he's a top director in Jamaica and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that. And he, he's done like many productions to his name and stuff. Yeah, but um. You know, out here it's like the Trey Anthony's, the Darren Anthony's, and stuff like that. It's it's a different market. Yeah. But one person who I, who I also always looked up to when I was younger was Oliver Samuels. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I remember you used to watch Oliver. Yeah. When I was young, and that's where I got a lot of my Jamaican patois mm-hmm. from. Like, <laughs> a lot of people didn't know that Oliver was on TV. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like Oliver on at si- large was, Oliver at Large yes, was on TV. It was City TV. City TV yes, or like, yes. yeah, it came uh-huh. on a few times. Uh-huh. And then my mom and all them, they had the VHSs <laughs> and stuff like that. So I would always like look up to this guy like, yo. So the joke is, years later, God did something. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Your first love. Mm-hmm. You may not get to work with Oliver Samuels. Yeah. But I'm going to get you to work with the man who directed him. Crazy. Crazy. Right? Yeah. And then I had my, my, my other team, like Jude Anthony, my photographer, was my barber. Okay. And he always had like visions of doing this stuff. And I was like, yo, bro, come. Yeah. Karen Simpson, an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Sharona Osborne, uh, 
was a stylist before and then like wanted to get into acting. I'm like, yeah. yo, come. Come. I got something. I got something. Yeah. This sounds stupid and crazy, but this is what I want to do. Yeah. My brother, um, Dennis Langley, mm-hmm. we've always been like back and forth about what we want to do and stuff. I'm like, yo, bro, I just want to write this and like, let's just do this. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. What's stopping us? What? Yeah. Bro, because I was always focused on helping others. I never really had a chance to say, let me focus on myself because in the long run, I can help so many more people when I'm fulfilled. You know what I mean? And it's not even like wanting to be fulfilled from a financial Mm -hmm. standpoint or whatever, but like if I take care of what has been given to me and my vision, I can help so many others with theirs because it becomes a, you're not just a doer or a dreamer. You're a person who can complete something. Yeah. And that's the magic. And that's the magic because when I see you complete something, Mm -hmm. it makes me in turn, yo, he completed something with nothing. Yeah. I have to do it. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's what everybody around me is just like, yo, Oh my gosh, I can do this thing. I'm like, yes. Let's go. Let's go. Because I'm like, you know what, man? I've been investing time in people who are so ungrateful. And these people that didn't even know they had it in them, you drew it out of them. Or they had it, you know. They just needed somewhere to put it out. Exactly. Man. I'm just like thanking God right now, bro. Because like. I'm telling you my story, and I'm like, I don't even believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think uh, you understand when I come. I don't I'm, even I'm one, and I'm being dead honest. I feel like I'm having an outer body experience. <laughs> I see you telling this story to somebody else. Yeah. I'm an observer either in the audience or on TV or somewhere. Mm. You're telling this story to someone else on a huge scale. That's what it feels like right now. Bro, man. And I, and I, and I pray... That I'll get to do that, man. Cause man, mm-hmm. I've been I've been through it, bro. You don't have to tell me. Listen, as I said, I know what I know, and what I know is nothing of what you just said. You know what I mean? Nothing. Yeah. I know of the white, a little white lie and stuff like that. Yes, but behind that, no idea. So then, we came and we did a little white lie, mm-hmm. and. We sold out. Yeah. What What's the premise of A Little White Lie? What's, what was so, that about? The story was about a... The story was about a man who was abused. Okay. And he was questioning his, his sexuality. Okay. Because he was abused as a child. Okay. And um, his mother's dying wish for it was for him to be with a black woman. So okay. he had set up this situation for a black woman he was working with to pretend to his mother that he was getting married. Meanwhile, he was struggling with all these issues. Got you. And then, and then during that process, he found out who he was and he was lying to himself the whole time. Okay. And black lies spawned off of that as well Mm -hmm. so white lies you have two things you have one gentleman 
um, his name is Michael Myers, finding out who who he was, and then you have another um, um, relationship um, with the girl. Her name is Stacy in the play, played by Sharon Osbourne. Okay, she's also trying to find out who she is. So you have two strangers looking to find themselves, and they found it in each other. Yeah, got you. And we build it around a whole lot of drama, jokes, and stuff that hits home. Because I wanted to do this because, like, it's time for for us as black people to be uncomfortable, man. I get it. We need to talk about these things, man. Uncomfortable... Conversations, yeah, like that exist. No, them things are not going. And I uh, like people are going, but you know what I mean. Like we deal with Mm -hmm. depression, Mm -hmm. we deal with abuse, Mm -hmm. we deal with alcoholism, Mm -hmm. we deal with the me too's of the world. We deal with everything, but what do we do with it? Laugh it it off, sweep it under under the the rug, rug? or Mm -hmm. what's the spawn of that? Our children running in the streets and shooting each other. You get it. It's all connected. 100%. Agreed 10,000%. Come on, brother. Yeah. So I want to tell these stories. And you know what? Like, people may look at me like, yo, he's just a Tyler Perry thing. Nothing's going to be gone and in and out, like in in two things. They're the Chitlin circuit. Like, nah. Mm -hmm. That's not the plan. Mm -mm. The plan is to. Plant and harvest, plant and harvest. Rinse and repeat. We have to. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? Our stories need to be told by all of us. Not just the ones who get into the union house theaters and and have financing and and grants and all this kind of stuff. I told myself, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do a play in a school. I rate that. And I said to myself, I don't want to do a play in a basement dinner theater. I rate that. My plays have to be in a theater. Because you're going you're gonna to come and you're going to watch them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, because that's my style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm going to do a theater play, I'm going to do a theater play. I'm not going to have it in a school because they have seats and stuff. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would rather sell out five shows mm-hmm. in a theater that I, that I can barely afford yeah. than have a lot of seats in a high school theater because, like, I'm lowering my standards, man. And I get you. I understand 10 million percent what you mean. You know what I mean? It's no disrespect to anybody else never, doing their thing. Never. It, never. It is not. It's not even. It's just not. It's just not thing. my thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, you know what I mean? no, no, no. Some There's... people like white, red wine. Some people like white wine. Exactly. I like white wine. You it, know what I mean? Exactly. And and it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I know what I want to build, man. Yeah. And, you know, structurally, like, we need to start creating some, some different things out here, man. And with the advent of the internet, it made things, I wouldn't say easier, but if you know what you're doing, mm. things happen a lot differently nowadays. Yes. A lot. Yes. You know what I mean? As you said, you put out, you did the Little White Lie. How many showings did you do of that one there? We have had to done like 
Five, six. And most of them sold out. Yeah. Crazy. And then we turned around and did Black Lives mm. at the Berkeley Theater. Yeah. And three or five shows sold out too. Crazy. I was I was at the last show. Mm-hmm. And it's something that the pastor had said in the beginning mm-hmm. is why you're sitting here today. Mm-hmm. What she had said to me was, listen, what she had said in the opening was everything you're about to see was once in somebody's head. All right. And as simple, as simple as that sounds, listen to what she said. What you're about to see was once in somebody's head. The fact that you brought that to life and it made us laugh, made us feel away, made us almost cry, made every emotion happen out of your head, that's amazing. I create stuff every day. You know? I'm a creator just like you're a creator. I'm not a writer. I'm more editing, voiceovers, and stuff like that. So I know what it's like to create mm. something out of nothing, out of your head. But to hear somebody say that right before you watch a play and really understand that depth, that's a different ballgame. Yo, shout out to Pastor Ruth. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sitting here with you right now, I'm just like, yo, like, because I watch, there's some shows that I watch, like, yeah. I'm not a, like a big TV movie watch or whatever, but okay. like, I watch like The Walking Dead. Okay. Let me yeah. tell you something, okay. Yeah. I, I, love my, I love my black people and stuff like that, but yo, yeah. white people can tell some stories, eh? What? What? They can make some twists and some turns, like. you never seen like, that coming. I remember one time my friend's like, yo. Like, you low-key, like, might be, like, a serial killer in your head. <laughs> because, like, the way you can just come up with stuff. Because sometimes people are like, yo, yeah. they need they need to be in a certain environment to do some things. Like, I can just turn on the light somewhere yeah. in my head yeah. and go there. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, it's just weird. Yeah. You know? But it just happens. It's like, like gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people have a gift and some people have a special gift. You have a special gift, my brother. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Thank you, man. There's there's Thanks, a man. lot of gifted people walking around, you know. Mm-hmm. But special gifts, that doesn't come around often. And you're just getting started, bro. You're just getting started. I'm wow. telling you. When you look back and understand what it is, because again, not until we we're having this conversation, you really realize, oh, hey, you're speaking the stories, but I could see your eyes moving like, hey, you know, it's, I'm speaking about me. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like you don't realize, you know, I'm speaking about myself here because you've lived it. I don't think you got a second to really sit down and understand what it is that you lived. Do you know what you live, bro? You don't get it. I know, man. Holy smokes. When I'm sitting here like, yo. This is crazy. That's an understatement. Understatement. Because, you know, a lot of people, and I was talking to um, Picasso actually um, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. No, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, saw, I just saw him in Atlanta. So, like, it was like a month ago when I talked to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, bro, I just want to let you know that, like, no matter what you think of yourself, he's like, you've made it. Mm-hmm. Straight goods. He's like, yeah. don't 
don't equate yourself to you making it to millions of dollars. You've made it because you've completed. You've finished. Yeah. You brought it to you brought it to life. You brought you something to life. What you had in your head. What you had in your head. You've you've signed yeah. contracts. You've shook hands with them. Like you've been in the industry, bro. You're you're in the industry. Like don't don't ever count yourself out. Yeah. Because you know what? One day the light's gonna turn off on everybody. And just know that you've made it. Bro, I agree 10 million percent. 10 million, not even kind of. I agree 100 percent. You're living on your own terms. You create the environment that you live in now. That's making it. The money will come eventually, yeah. 10, 50, 100, 2,000 million, 2 billion dollars, you have no clue. <laughs> you know what I mean? And again, it seems to you, it seems... I don't know if foreign is the right word, but you have to remember there's people with 25% of the talent that you have that's doing amazing things out there. You know? Yeah. 25%, you know. Bro. Imagine someone, if you gave them 75. have the gift of gab. Huh? With like 1% of something that I did. Buddy. Come on now. It's timing and persistence and everything you've been through is going to lead you to that big bang super moment. You say, okay, you know what? Now I understand what all of this was for. Now I get it. You know what I mean? Man. Mm-hmm. You might need a part two, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I will take a three, four, and five. <laughs> <laughs> well, serious. I didn't know it was so deep. As I said, I do research. I'm around. I've been around a long time. Been in the game a long time. Been around a lot of people. But I didn't realize that your thing was really that deep and i mean that it's deep. so deep that like this is the first time a lot of people are going to hear about this yeah stuff. that's how deep it is yeah like i'm so low-key that people don't even know who i am yeah like bro yeah i'll sit down in some environments here mm-hmm. and this is what gets me frustrated about home yeah is that um i'll sit down and like there are ARs and there are people here mm-hmm. and like they treat me like away. Yeah. Just in my mind, I'm just like, <laughs> I can fly to any label in the US right now and yeah. walk into a room and have better respect yeah. than how you're teaching than how you're treating me right now. Yeah. As a as a because I'm whatever. here because I'm local, you feel because I'm local. Yeah. And this is why. I just stay humble, man. Yeah. Because like I'm I've never been that guy anyway. Yeah. But I'm just like, yo, like, if we could all work together on stuff, yeah. We'd be much further, man. This 100%. is the problem with Toronto. Yeah. Like, but you know what though? It's biblical, eh? Yeah. Because um even even Jesus said to his disciples, a prophet will never be respected in his own home. You have to go outside. Because you know what they were doing? They're like, yo, who's that little sheep boy? Wasn't he yeah. just working on the street? That little farm boy? That little that little Joe Louis guy with that one, two track on the radio? Yeah. No. Dust off your shoes, man. Go abroad. Because yeah. there's so much more out there. Mm-hmm. There's so much more out there, bro. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to go to Japan and China one day. Hmm? I'm going to go to Japan and China or China one day. Yeah. And when I get off that plane, yeah. picture, picture. Because you know what? <laughs> yeah. Bro. And that's what sucks. Yeah. It's because people outside of you. Outside of your main world will love you and respect you way more. And that's why I tell people to travel, man. You have to travel. To see what's out there. To see what's out there. Yeah. You can't just, man, I want to bring my shows to the U.S. Yeah. Because I already know. Once they touch in your bus, it's a different And I I want more people to see our our product, man. Yeah. Not just here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Global. It's global. It, it's global, man. All these things that we're talking about in the place, it's global. You know what I mean? Like, this is a global thing, man. Oh, man. We all laugh. We all cry. We all have the same skin. Like, we all have gone through everything. The fact that you're black and you're willing to go there on certain topics yeah. is what's going to completely open the door. And you know what? Darren Anthony's gone there. Trey Anthony's gone there. People have gone there, man. You know what I mean? And like, it's like, yo, it's time to go. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Black Lives was a totally different perspective now because, you know what I mean? Michael finds out who he was, Mm -hmm. who he is now. And now his challenge is, I'm going to confront my father about what he did to me. Okay. So it's a little white lie and a little black lie. They're... It's like a part two where there's certain storylines. It's like a through. part two. Okay. But then it's kind of almost like a soap opera. Got so you. what I'm going to do for 2020 mm-hmm. is, I don't want to call it a great lie, but I'm yeah. going to bring it all together in one. So, so for 2019, black, I'm going to work white, white and black, yeah. bringing them around the border. And then 2020, I'm going to bring it all together for one final show. One big swirl. One big swirl, man. Yeah. And then we're going to be doing some other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, bro, so good to see you today, man. <laughs> this is... It's so good to see you today, man. It's freaking amazing. I, I gotta... I got bear... <laughs> hey, hey. I'll come back with part two, man. Because uh, bear stories yeah. I have for you, bro. It was... Listen, Troy. I got a couple more questions that I'm going to get you out of here, bro. All right. All right. Listen. There was something I seen you doing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Last year was called Monday Motion. Ah, my Monday Motion. All series. right, mm-hmm. it's on your hat. Yep. All right, we need that back, Troy. Ah, we need it back. I know, <laughs> oh, bro. I we just need been, it back. I've been so busy. Yeah, but like, it's so funny. This is confirmation because I thought about that this morning. I'm like, God, you want me to bring this back, don't you? Like, yeah. Yep. We need it back. You know, a lot of people. You came in with it it, on the hat. Like, yo, like we need that. You need that back, man. We need it back now. Now is the time, time, man. If you're putting them out, remember, if you're putting them out every Monday, okay? There's 56 weeks in a year. All we need from you are 56 one-minute ones. That's all we need. Yeah, and that gets you going again. 56 of them, Troy, we need it back. Anybody that's listening that hasn't seen or heard what I'm speaking about, look it up on YouTube. Give them the, the official name of it. What is it called? Um, they're my Monday, Monday, Mondivations. Yes. Mondivation. Yeah. 
So it was a inspiration that I do every Monday, yeah. one minute. Um, just about everything, man. Yeah. We, go, we go there. Yeah. You know what I mean? How to get over depression, anxiety, to have a good week, how to apply um, God to your goals. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? So many things because, man, this next season is going to require some hard work for some people, man. Yeah. Especially if they want to get out of the mundane way of living life. Like, yeah. So I know why it needs to come back. Mm-hmm. I know why I have to get back on it. And thank you for the confirmation of yeah. um of that because I thought about it this morning as well too. Like, this morning man, you spoke, you thought about it. Yeah, eh? this morning it was in my yeah. spirit. Like you know what, man, it's time. Right before I came downstairs and to get you, that's even why I was like a minute or two late. I was watching something. I said, "Yo, um, you need to put this back, bro." If you could start filming tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, if you could start filming tomorrow and get that out, bro, we need it back right now. We need it back right now, Troy. And I mean, yeah, it's deep. Where is because I've seen you've been through a lot in this entertainment industry. Where does your relationship with God fit in this whole thing? Many layers, my brother. Yeah. But I figured out. Mm-hmm. I figured out who I am in Christ. Got you. Many moons ago. Yeah. I was letting other people figure that out for me. Got you. Rules, regulations, mm-hmm. Bible verses. Mm-hmm. But I figured out my own personal relationship. Yeah. And it's crazy, you know, because like just just as a father yeah. knows each every one of his children yeah. individually. Mm-hmm. You can't beat this one. You can't talk to that one a certain way. You need to love on this one. That one needs to hug you. Mm-hmm. My son and my daughter are two different people. Completely. Same rules, though, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe my daughter, she goes to bed a little bit later because she's mm-hmm. a little bit older. Mm-hmm. He goes a little bit early, bed a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But, like, they sit at the table together. They have breakfast. They can have dinner. Mm-hmm. But my daughter, she loves to hug. Mm-hmm. My son, he likes to fight and yeah. roar at me. <laughs> yeah. But that's the same way how it is for me. Mm-hmm. I figured it out that like, yeah. yo, God loves me individually. Yeah. Because I'm being the realest version of myself. I'm not pretending. Mm-hmm. I'm ratchet. Yeah. I make enough mistakes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I cuss. Yeah. I listen to trap music. Mm-hmm. I listen to gospel. Mm-hmm. I praise and worship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I sow my seeds mm-hmm. into others. And we all know that like, oh, just because being a good person doesn't qualify you for heaven. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I figured out that God's relationship with me is very independent. Mm-hmm. And all the signs that I've seen, confirmations that I've getting, bro, it's not no secrets book. Yeah. Not no, oh, if you think of it, it will happen kind of story. Like, 
It's deeper than that, bro. Way deeper. Bro, Way deeper. This is how I know. Mm-hmm. This is how I've put in my mind. Yeah. God talks to me when. Mm-hmm. Confirmations is one of them. Okay. I thought about motivation this morning. Yeah. Thinking about it in my mind, filming it again. Mm-hmm. And what are you talking about to me at 8.50? I didn't even know motivation was on the table for you, bro. Yeah, of course. People, I'm whoever's listening out there, yeah. I'm just telling you this right now. Yeah. This is how God talks to me. Mm-hmm. Through people, yeah. through confirmations of things. Like me and my friends, my close circle friends, like we make a joke, we're like, yo, we don't even have to talk anymore. Yeah. Because as soon as you're opening your mouth to say something, it's something that's already confirmed in my spirit. So like that's a different level. It's a different level. And not a lot of people reach there because they let rules and regulations and Bible verses mm-hmm. hold them back from the truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth is like one of the, one of Jesus' biggest commandments is he says in the Bible, like, yo, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Come find me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like through everything that I'm doing, I'm asking permission for him. Yeah. I'm going in faith because faith is a big deal for me. Because like, yo, you cannot believe in yourself if you do not have faith. And faith doesn't just come from within. Faith comes from above. You understand. Into you. You understand. Out to the world. You understand. You get it. You know what I mean? Bro. Mm -hmm. So there. Troy, I, I, you, you've lost, you've lost me for words in this podcast. Usually, I'm a lot more chatty. Yeah, but you got me, bro. You got me. Bro. For somebody where I'm just really connecting with, this is really our first time connecting. This was serious, serious, bro. And I mean, and even for as I said. For me to bring forth the message that was in your head already and me just confirming it out of my mouth, I know this connection here is dead serious. You know what I mean? Bro, it is. It is. I've never done anything like this before. This is quite possibly the deepest, on so many different levels, podcast I've ever done. On so many different levels. I didn't come in thinking it was going to go like this at all. This was not the plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? This was not the plan. Yo, bro. You know what I mean? I was here a little bit late. We were like, yeah, an hour. And like, it's almost like nine o'clock already. So, you know oh, that there's there's something, bro. Like, I'll tell you this, man. Like, you have an amazing thing going on, bro. And a lot of people are going to hear this. And, like, a lot of people going to be tuning in, man. Yeah. Because, yo, as soon as I sat down, yeah. your voice and mannerisms alone, I was like, yo, I'm going to be here for a while. <laughs> I'm going to be here for yeah. a while, brother. Bro, it's just, uh, you see, when you connect with somebody, you connect with You them. connect, bro. You could either within 10 seconds know, you know what? Me and this person's going far. Or you know what, there's something about this person I do not like. I don't care what you tell me, I do not like this person. (laughs) (laughs) Wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah. This is not this at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I even have a, you know what, I'm going to do it anyhow. Because this, I got to lighten up this conversation because, brah, you, 
<laughs> Yo, you went in. You know what I mean? And for everybody that's going to be listening and understand what you just said, it's going to unlock a lot of stuff for a lot of people also. Because what you've been through, and again, you just told me 2% of what it is. That's hell back vacation for a while, <laughs> back to hell, straight to heaven, drop down to hell again, and then rose up. Your story is amazing, amazing, amazing. Holy smokes, Troy. You need to, you know you need to write a book though, right? Yeah. Wow. This round here is called Rapid Facts, all right? Okay. Oh, oh man. Yo, don't be asking me no crazy thing, you know? Oh, man. Don't be asking me no... All right. No, this, this is... Yo, you're going to breeze through this, man. Okay? Right. First question is, what's the wallpaper on your phone? Wallpaper on my phone... The, rant, the the home screen, just the, the normal home screen. The regular. The regular, regular, yeah, regular. Not regular. into nothing crazy. All nothing right. Crazy. What's the last thing you Googled? The last thing I Googled? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Life is entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Okay. Do you prefer fast food or home cooking? Home cooking. Home cooking. All right. When it comes to, um, what's your favorite type of music? That's hard. Hard. Yeah. But like, I'll probably, my wife would say I would listen to R&B mostly. You seem like that type of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Definitely R&B. Who was Old the school. last? Hmm? Old school. Old school. Mm-hmm. 90s and stuff. 90s yeah, and back. Yeah, yeah, Got you. Who was the last person you called or text? Um, would have been you. Okay. And um, Sammy. <laughs> All right. Where was the last place you've been on vacation? Jamaica. Got you. No, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. So Atlanta. that was a vacation or that was work? Um, it was actually vacation time. Vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay. What is your hobby? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the acting and everything like that, it's like it's it's not a hobby anymore. So I yeah. would say my hobby is ball. Ball. Playing ball, yeah. Got you. Full circle, yeah. Yeah. Remember, you thought it would have you would have gone to NBA. That didn't work out, and now that's your hobby. Yeah, crazy. All right. Um, what song is playing in your car right now? What song is playing in my car right now? Um, a song I wrote. Tell you, tell me all your secrets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see, we didn't even get to all of the soundtrack for a little. I know. Listen, oh, we're gonna leave it for the the part two. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah. All right. When it comes to food, West Indian food, Jamaican food, all right? What do you prefer, curry goat or oxtail? Oxtail. (laughs) All right. I know that's always uh, a... It's always uh, a... Really depends. All right. This is... This one, I know is going to be hard for you because I understand how your mind works, okay? Yeah, yeah. But think about it. What's your favorite song of all time? <laughs> of all time, dang, because that's it depends on the mood, man. You have to, there has to be this one song. It's whether you're not feeling happy, you hear it, you're happy. Whether you're happy and you hear it, you feel even happier. Oh, if man. you're 
you're going through something, you play it, you feel good. There has to be that that song. Mm. Oh man, this one's hard. <laughs> um all right. Okay. I mean, this one's hard. Yeah. This one's really hard. But I guess I can just give you two, whatever. Um, Donny Hathaway, Someday We'll All Be Free. And um, I'll also say uh, there's this uh, worship song called um, No Longer a Slave to Fear. Yeah. That's uh, Yeah. Those are the ones in um, my mind. Just the titles alone, I could understand why they would be favorites. You know what I mean? Especially being a creative. The biggest thing with being a creative is continually putting yourself out there to be judged by others that don't have the same mind like yours. So mm-hmm. it's to get rid of that fear. Yeah. That's the biggest stumbling block in most creatives' mind. Yeah. Is what are other people going to say, but they don't have the gift or the vision. You do. You know what I mean? So it's what do you think? That's the only thing I'm saying. All right. One word you say too much. Um. <laughs> good one. Good one. Good one. Good one. All right. Are you an early bird or a late owl? Early bird. Early bird. You like to get up early and grind. All right. When it comes to, this is the last one here. When it comes to social media, what's your favorite platform and why? Instagram right now. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, you can do so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Video, post yeah. pictures. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it's the biggest following network right now. Yeah. So, and, and, I, and I love, uh, I actually love it. It's an easy tool to use yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Are you big on social media or are you just getting into it? What's your vibe when it comes to social media? I used to chase it all the time. Okay. Every platform. Yeah. I was trying to be on all of it, but it's too much yeah. to handle. Now I'm just like, you know what? My IG's here, and I'll post on Facebook once in a while, but I'm not, like, Snapchatting. I don't tweet yeah. as much. Comes like, it's... Too much. It's too much, man. Yeah, it's a lot. You have, remember, you have departments that that's their job. Mm-hmm. Your job is to just take care of this social media. It's a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot, man. Troy, before I get you out of here, the floor is yours. You want to say anything, big up anybody, you want to put anything out there, anything, the floor is yours right now. Man, I want to, um, first of all, thank God for, sure. <laughs> for all these blessings and stuff. You know what I mean? Painting this this picture, this vision in me and being able to um, give back to others. I want to um, thank you for for doing this with me, man. Yeah, because thank you. you know what? Like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've never had the opportunity to unpack so much Yeah, just being in a room with another brother. So yeah. I really got the chance to unpack. So thank you. Um, man, I want to shout out my team, CrossFit House Productions. Mm-hmm. There's like 20 of us, 25 I see, of us. I see. But I want to, um, you know, I mean, shout out uh, Tisha and and um, my brand manager, um, Adila, and um, of course my production manager Chantel, and my director Douglas Proud, and you know, what I mean Jude Anthony, our our, our photographer and, and um, media team, Karen Simpson, Sharona Osborne, Danian, Danian Lloyd, Nigel Birch. Quinn Marie, my wife and my kids. I want to shout out my family. Um, Sarai and Elijah, I love you guys so much. Um, I want to thank Pastor Ruth for, for her covering. Um, 
I want to thank uh, the artists that I'm working with right now, Jaden Lewis. Y'all hear about him soon. I want to thank my big brother, Cardinal Official, and um, uh, the, the the family, uh, all the producers that I'm working with. Um, you know what I mean? My partner, Sammy. Oh, my gosh. There's so much people mm-hmm. I want to shout out at this time and just, just love on. And please don't shoot me. If I forgot your name, just know that you know. Um, you know what I mean? Even um, Michelle Clark. Um, man, my homies, um, and you know, my homie McCall, uh, Tanish Leslie. Oh, my brother, I can go on for years, okay? We're not gonna <laughs> like do that anymore, but here. but but um, there's a show coming up, uh, um, one that uh, my, my brother Dre's putting on called Soul Sessions. It's actually gonna be happening this week. I don't know when the podcast is gonna be coming out, okay. but it's gonna be happening, uh, uh, November 17th. I'll be uh, singing on it, okay. Um, <laughs> so uh come out if you if you if you get the chance to hear about it. And also December first and second, uh HSTW, he said he said, she said, they said, we said. Um, produced by my brother Nigel Burch. He's also a cast member of A Little White Lie and okay. Black Lie. Yeah. He's um gonna be um performing his piece there with uh Sharona Osborne, uh Sajin, Danny Lloyd again, and himself. Um it's a it's gonna be an amazing piece, man. It's like Poetry meets theater arts. So we're all supporting each other. Um, also, my homegirl, Natasha Dina Moore, she's going to be bringing her production back as well, too, from uh, Peace of Mind Arts. Um, the Negroes are congregating. Big show okay. happening this this fall. Yeah. And as for myself, um, get ready for 2K19, man. Yeah. It's going to... I can't say everything right now, yeah. but like, we're moving forward. Yeah. And I just thank each and everybody for just supporting and just always being there man mm-hmm. sometimes it's so hard yeah. you know what i mean but like it makes things better when um you're on the court and you hear mm-hmm. your team clapping for you yeah for sure you know what i mean you yeah. hear your people cheering for you screaming for you rooting for you and we need to do more of that for our community man mm-hmm. we need to go go out to these events i know it's hard to get out to all of them but like I mean, we really need to go out um, and support each other and love on one another, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, 2019 um, is going to bring a lot of great stuff, man. Um, shout out to my boy, Christian, and uh, Chris Strikes and Christy Mango. Um, wow, man. Bro, we're going to film me. Eh? <laughs> okay, let me stop talking now because I got to be careful with these visions. But um, thank you oh, to Two Line Music Hut. We're all here, my brother. Thank you. For you know what I mean? Through. Thank, thank you, you guys thank so you, much, man. You. Like, yo, we did a lot of unpacking today. Yeah, 100% agreed. 100%. Ooh. You know what I mean? Oh, man. This As I sick. said, I felt like this was I was just life. witnessing, you know what I mean, what was going on. I wasn't here. I was over there watching what was going on. They want to get in contact with you. Where could they find out about you and all the good stuff that you're doing? Um, follow our Instagram page, mm-hmm. uh, Crossfield House Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, spelled out sound, Crossfield House Productions. Mm-hmm. And uh, follow me on my IG, mm-hmm. uh, at Troy Crossfield. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I'm just so thankful for this moment. Man. Yeah. So thank I, you so much. Me too. Troy, it's been amazing. Thank you so very much. This is Muscle for the Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichunt.com.